thanks for listening to episode three of Your Body Advocate, still dedicated to your body's side of the story. Today, we're talking about how to improve your body-mind connection and communication. Let's take a deep breath to relax. Ready? All right, let's go. You're listening to Your Body Advocate, telling your body's side of the story. The podcast dedicated to supporting and improving your body-mind connection so you can live a pain-free, passion-filled life, dissolving one body tension at a time. Discover the healing properties of your own body language, and together, let's explore ways to support and improve essential self-talk. Now, here's your host, Master of Encouragement and Body-Mind Life Coach, Ruth Cummings. Hi. Thanks for joining episode three of Your Body Advocate. Still talking about your body's side of the story. And today we're going to talk about how to improve your body-mind connection or your body-mind communication. This is a common theme in my office with my clients that we talk about all the time. So I wanted to dedicate an entire podcast just to the basics, right? Today's just the basics of how to improve, how to even notice your body-mind communication, your body-mind connection. And I'm using three basic steps. Start with your wins. Start with what you know is working between your body and mind communication. Next, scan your body. And there's meditations and different ways to do this, but scanning your body is number two. And number three is use positive language about yourself. This will always help in everything you do, but especially learning to improve your body-mind communication. And the last thing I'll touch on today is the deeper layers of how your emotions can dive deep into your muscles, into your body, into places that we just don't understand where it goes and why it sometimes comes out for some people and stays deep in our body for others. We're going to talk about that and just touch on it today. We have a whole podcast coming up later this year. So the first basic step of improving your body-mind communication and connection is to start with your wins. What do I mean by that is start with what you know is already working. If you say, you know, playfully, oh, nothing's working, I invite you to actually look at what might be working. You could, for example, look at the things that help you relax. You know that you like music. You know that you like to sit in the sun. You know that you like to be with your family or get hugs from your pets or watch a movie, take a nice walk, read something, or listen to an audiobook. These are some basic examples of what's already working. Do you hear yourself saying little things like this? I'm a night owl. Oh, I'm an early riser. I don't drink coffee. Oh, I love to have tea first thing in the morning. I don't like crowds. I love to travel. I like to be alone. These are also examples of ways that your body and your mind are working really well together. And it's always good to give ourselves a pat on the back or to recognize things that we're doing well within our own body, within our own temple. Give yourself a, a pat on the back or just a attaboy when you know that you've done something right. Because how we respond to ourselves really, really matters. Not only does it increase how fast you heal, but it will increase how much you can be intimate with somebody, how successful you are in business, and many other positive things in your life. So being nice to ourselves first is a huge lesson for many of us and a great lesson to teach people around us, especially our children or anybody around us, to be nice to ourselves, A number one. And this number one point of how to improve your body-mind connection 
moves right into the number two, which is to scan your body. Because when you get in the habit of being nice to yourself and like, oh, wow, hey, look at me. I did good. You know, I got a massage when I was really tired. I went to sleep early yesterday. Wow, that was a great win. When you start having this habit of being nice to yourself, then you can start scanning your body and noticing how that affects you positively, how that makes your certain pain go away, or you notice that you're not having as many headaches, or you don't get as angry while you're driving. You can practice becoming aware of the small wins. Scanning your body is really easy. You just notice what's happening. You try to be aware and pay attention to how your body responds to the world around you. I'll add some links because there's some meditation, some visualizations out there, very basic that anybody can do. If you've never done this, it'll be easy to do. You can just try it. And so some start from the toes and go up the body like that. You do all your toes, your feet, your ankle, your calf, your knee, etc. You go up the body and see if there's any tension, any pain, heat, any cold, those types of things, any, any shaking, any nerve pain, all types of, there's a whole list that you can look for. Or you can start from the head and go down some of the visualizations and meditations do it that way. Choose which one. You might try to try both and see which one you like better. This is the way to recognize if there's a body response to your thoughts. This is the one that notices the body part, right? It notices what your body is doing. Later on another podcast and in general in our lifetime is to be able to put together the thought and the process in the body. So the stimulus versus the response to that stimulus. And if you can put those together, then you're really able to separate them when you need to or to have the stimulus, have the thought, and not have the body respond in that type of tension, painful manner and have it respond with relaxation or just a deep breath or different ways of not responding to the thought. The third step to improving your body-mind connection, body-mind communication, is to be nice to yourself, to use positive speaking of yourself. Use positive speaking about your body, about things that hurt you. Like instead of saying, my knee is bad, I have a bad knee, I have a bad back, if it wasn't for my back, I wouldn't be able to do, etc. We, we speak poorly or badly about our body, and that is very, very bad. It's very challenging to be very good at healing when there's negative thoughts or actions towards ourselves. To get in the habit of having this gentleness from ourselves to ourselves is a great habit. I am not good at it, and most of the people I work on also are not very good at being kind, gentle, loving, forgiving to ourselves. It's something that we have to work on and really recognize when we're doing it so that we can pull back and try to be kind to ourselves. This really helps the healing process. And the healing process is something we're gonna talk about soon to create the best environment for your body to heal. So inside of your body, outside of your body, like your environment in every realm, like where you, where you live, who's around you, what you're putting into your body, what you're watching, what you're listening to, that whole environment to create the best environment for you to heal that includes being kind to yourself. I'm gonna take a quick break and then we'll talk about the deeper layers. You're listening to Your Body Advocate, telling your body's side of the story. To find your free ebook and more information about working with Ruth, go to ruthcummings.com. Now back to the show with your host, Ruth Cummings. 
Before we talk about the deeper layers and where emotion hides and why, I wanted to just touch on comparing our body to different things like a car, looking at it when we're a baby, and different ways of examining what the body-mind connection is and how do we know it's broken, why is it important. When we're born, our body has this great body-mind connection, body-mind-spirit connection, really. And we easily take care of the basics, like when we're thirsty, we drink, when we're tired, we sleep, when we're angry, we cry. And as we grow, we stop doing those basic things that our body needs to get stress out of the body. So when you're angry and you don't express that, then our body starts to stuff that. When you don't drink, your body gets dehydrated. And so these things start to build up. Why do we stop listening? I don't know, embarrassments, we're too busy, we're taught that by other people. There's a lot of reasons why. Really, does that matter? What matters more is how to shift it back to be a great listener to your own body. Another comparison I like to use is how we take care of a car compared with how we take care of our body. Mainly using the example of putting oil in your car and putting hydration in your body and how that can really affect us. If we don't have enough oil in our diet or on our skin, and that's just one little comparison, right, to compare a car to our body. So let's say you don't get your oil changed in your car and you go and you drive and you drive, what happens to that car? Eventually it's just going to break. It's going to start burning. You're going to see some smoke come out of it and then it'll just stop because it can't move because there's no lubrication. It just stops. And our body is way more resilient than that. So if we don't have enough oil or enough lubrication, we don't have enough hydration, our body still moves but it just has a harder time moving. And then it will draw the hydration it needs from different parts of our body. And so there's different parts that aren't getting the hydration that it needs. And it just gets harder and harder to move without pain, to have flexibility, to heal when we need to heal, to have better, stronger immune systems. Those things go away when there isn't the maintenance of hydration, sleep, calm, breathing, etc. The basic ways to improve how your body and your mind communicate is to listen to the subtleties that we have started to ignore as we grow into adulthood. How to listen to your body on, I'm thirsty right now, and try to feel that. What does that feel like? I'm hungry right now. Because when we understand these basic feelings like hunger and thirst, then it's easier for us to recognize the deeper things that are deep questions for a lot of us. We've already talked about things like having headaches, pain in your body that shows up as little flags. It's trying to, you know, get your attention. There's other things. So let's look at an example of being angry and you don't say anything. And then let's say that a rash shows up on your skin because you're so angry that it comes out and it keeps trying to come out in different ways. And eventually you have a blister and that blister pops and now you have a rash that's open on your skin. Now in American Western medicine, we put a, a cream on that, right? We suppress it, we put the cream on to help it and immediately we feel better, right? The skin feels better. But has your body been able to communicate that anger? 
let's just say that you put that steroid cream onto the open wound, the open rash, and now that anger does not get to express itself. Instead, it goes back into the body. Where does, it, where does it go? Where does that anger go? It will end up somewhere. Those are the deeper layers I was talking about. If we don't allow our body to express itself and our spirit to express itself, it will eventually somewhere. And that's something that I think the American culture doesn't get a grade A on that. We are not A plus at noticing things that need help to just consider the theories that maybe there's a different way than using steroid cream on a rash or putting cortisone shots into a joint pain. And let's look at some other ways that might be better for the body as a whole. And so to listen to these body languages that come way earlier than the pain in the ankle or the skin rash, like, is there a different way that we can recognize the boiling of the anger? If it starts to boil, right, if it starts to get to the bubbling part, that's when to handle it instead of stuffing it and possibly creating a rash or other things in our body. Another big one for us, and especially, I think, females, and maybe that's just because I'm around more females than I am men, but it seems like we aren't as good at listening to our gut as we once were. And sometimes we ignore it even when we do know we're getting a danger, danger sign. And I would love to be able to teach my kids better. And they're all, you know, they're in their teens right now. But I would like to be able to have them leave my house with a sense of being able to trust their own gut and what that even means. Because so many of us don't listen to that either. We meet somebody and you immediately get feelings of like your neck, you know, your skin on the back of your neck or the hair on the back of your neck stands up or you get goosebumps or your stomach gets tight or your jaw gets tight. There's different things that we can just tell it's not okay. But we move into that situation anyway, whether it's going, getting in someone's car or going to a party or sitting down and having drinks with somebody we really shouldn't be, or you're participating in allowing someone to manipulate you to talk about somebody or manipulate you to do something you don't want to do, those types of things. Like our body is screaming the whole time and we're ignoring it. And I'm, I'm really trying hard to get better at that. And I can remember being really good at it. And in massage, it's so easy, for, but I'm touching the person. And so that has come into my life a little bit better where when I'm doing a massage, I know when I have to break contact with somebody, even they'd have no idea what's happening, but I can tell there's something going on in their energy, in the way that they're thinking or feeling, their body just feels weird. And so I break contact, completely take both hands off, and I ground my feet, put my heels flat on the floor, I say a quick prayer, and then I touch them again and I continue the massage. And I do that so quickly, it's within a second. And there is a podcast coming very soon where I can show you or talk to you about how to visualize a prayer to protect yourself. And you get to do it so, I do it in a way that 
I can see the entire thing happening. And so now I can do it very, very quickly. Within a second, I can visualize that prayer. You can visualize a prayer if you're in a situation where you need that. So when your gut says, oh my gosh, get away from this person, you can do a protective prayer if you practice it while you're safe. So you visualize it while you're safe, right? You give yourself plenty of time to visualize it. And then when you're in the position of recognizing that your gut is screaming at you to get out of the situation, you can protect yourself spiritually and energetically while you're getting your physical body out of danger. There's the basic things of what we need to listen to from our body. Like when we're hungry, when we're thirsty, when we're tired, when we're angry, etc. But there's deeper ones that we'll talk about in another podcast that I think everybody wants to learn how to do. And that's like, do I belong? Do I feel happy? Do I feel grounded? How do I feel grounded? How do I feel the enoughs? You know, enough. Do I have enough company, enough wisdom? Like I have faith. How do I feel if I have enough wisdom, enough creativity in my life? What's missing? How am I able to figure out that feeling? And we will definitely go into some of these feelings later, but let's start with the basics. If you can figure those out, then the other ones will be a lot easier to find and to figure out when you can trust the basics. Thanks so much for joining me today for this third episode talking about how to improve our communication between our body and our mind. And there's more, of course, to talk about with this. This is just the basics to see how to listen to when you're hungry, when you're thirsty. Those are the basic ones, you know, when you're tired. And then once you can trust those feelings between your body and your mind, then the deeper ones, the more intense ones, like, do I love this person? Do I have faith? Do I, am I doing the right, is this my purpose? Am I grounded? Those types of questions, then we can answer um, easier when we have the basics down. So to recap, how to improve your body-mind connection, body-mind communication. First, start with your wins. Start with what's already working. Second, scan your body. And third, be positive. Use positive language to yourself. Thanks so much again, and I will see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Your Body Advocate with Ruth Cummings. We're so glad you've joined us today and truly believe you can live a pain-free, passion-filled life. To connect with Ruth, work with Ruth, or to grab your free ebook, go to ruthcummings.com. We'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. Until next time, friends, be open, include the unincluded, think outside the box, and spread love and kindness one smile at a time.